Um, yeah, so my name is Joel, uh, Joel Lowhead. Uh, I'm the cider maker here at Coffin Ridge Boutique Winery. Um, so we're located about halfway between Meaford and Owen Sound, uh, about eight kilometers from Georgian Bay, which we're looking out over right now. Um, so we were the first uh, commercial winery in uh, Gray County, um, 25 acres of uh, grapes and vineyard. Um, and about uh, six years ago, we started making forbidden dry cider as well. Um, so that's uh, cider made from 100% Ontario apples, um, predominantly Georgian Bay apples. Um, so uh, yeah, that's one of the three forbidden ciders that we make and have available across the province at the LCBO and through the grocery stores. Um, it's also forbidden pink and forbidden hopped. And then I also make rotating small batch ciders here. Um, so I do about eight or 10 per year of uh, just whatever um, I want to play with, which is a lot of fun. And then the facility here is just gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really nice uh, overlook into a bit of a, a valley here. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we're, we're sort of in COVID time, so things are a little different, but uh, I'm assuming it gets quite busy on weekends. Yeah, on a typical year, I forget the number of people that come through here, but tens of thousands um, travel. And uh, what's most amazing about that is that we are near nothing and on the way to nowhere. Um, so Coffin Ridge has really made a name for itself and uh, we draw people from as far away as the GTA and beyond. Um, they really have to, we're a destination at this point, but it's worth it. You know, you guys know you drove down this, uh, this dirt road and you thought to yourselves, surely are we still going the right way? And uh, you were, um, but you end up here and we are on Coffin Ridge uh, overlooking uh, Georgian Bay. Uh, the view's astounding, the facility's uh, gorgeous, the, the property is just beautiful, so. And yeah, you, uh, our maps told us to uh, prepare to park our car and walk for a bit. Oh really? Interesting, so That's I guess funny. Google Maps on the car that we have is not uh, the that, right sort of comment. That's funny. Yeah, well, yeah, it could it could very well be, but um, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a really you know, it's an interesting location. It took um, a lot of courage for the owners um, nearly twenty years ago to decide to put a winery here. Um, you know, they'd already owned the property and they recognized its uniqueness and beauty, and so they really wanted to create something that would draw people to this property so that they could experience it, and they knew that. Uh, apples and pears and grapes grew well here because they all grew wild on this property and um, so thinking that if they could grow wild they could cultivate them they decided to put in a, a boutique winery and um, you know that first year they made something like 5,000 bottles or some, something silly um, really really small number um, and now we're up to oh god um, I'm not sure wine wise but uh, you know for cider we're making you know approaching half a million liters so um, it's a, it's a big change, um, but uh, you know it's what they wanted, and, uh, and here we are. It's an interesting facility to be in too. Do you have another space that you do production? Or is everything right here attached to the? Hundred percent on site. Yeah. So we produce um, all of the cider here. Um, there's a little canning line in the back, and um, 
we have our fermentation space here. It all happens right here. I, I mean, I haven't seen every winery or cidery in Ontario, but I'm convinced that we produce the most cider by square foot of any <laughs> any cidery in uh, Ontario. It's uh, it's amazing actually what we're able to accomplish here in a relatively small space. And you've been here now for five, six years. I've been here five years. Yeah. Uh, if you hadn't have ended up here, where do you think you'd be at? Oh, good question. That's a really good question. I'm not sure. That's a that's a really good question. I was um, I was in uh, the culinary arts, so I um, had worked in restaurants, um, banquet halls. Uh, I dabbled with um, catering. I owned my own catering company for a couple of years in Toronto. Um, so I could have ended up there. Um, you know, I I think my um, fascination with cider um, is about flavors. It's about um, farm to table kind of ethos in terms of uh, uh, food um, and drink in Ontario. I, I love the idea of staying local and expressing terroir. Um, that was something that I really focused on in my food. Um, and uh, so I probably would have continued down that path, but um, you know, I was more interested ultimately in uh, in wine, I, I thought for a long time I'd become a winemaker, and then when I realized just how much potential there was in cider and how much I wanted to live up here um, rather than in Niagara, um, this is how uh, that all came about, and uh, I'm really glad that I did because I think that South Jordan Bay is just an absolute hidden gem in Ontario. It's this is a stunning area, and a little underrated so far. And we're seeing a lot of growth in the area, especially here as well. Um, 10 to 15 new cideries showing up in Ontario every year, uh, more every day, especially when it comes to um, other groups that are adding to it. What have you found that the growth in cider has meant for Coffin Ridge? It's a good question. So there's more awareness of cider, uh, certainly. So, um, you know, at the beginning when for Britain was the, the only cider that we were serving, um, it was a bit of a tough sell for a lot of folks. Uh, cider wasn't normalized at all. Uh, many people, uh, when you said cider, they genuinely thought that you meant like a sweet, unfiltered apple juice, uh, unfermented. Um, so the concept of hard cider was foreign to so many people. Um, and uh, then eventually we would see people thinking that uh, a fermented cider would still be a really sweet, um, you know, fizzy, uh, pop-like kind of uh, confection. Um, but that's really changed. So with the advent of all of these new craft ciders across the province, um, people walk in and they've tried craft ciders, they've gone to their favorite wineries, and those wineries are producing ciders. And so uh, we don't have to have the talk as, uh, as often anymore. Um, people kind of know what they're looking for and have a little bit of experience. And certainly people my age and younger, so sort of the millennial set, um, are uh, excited by and treat by uh, ciders and are willing to get a little weird uh, with cider, which is pretty cool. So um, kind of uh, the craft beer experimental bent, um, that's, uh, that's gone a long way too. Uh, you mentioned experimenting yourself and, and having some small batch work. Mm -hmm. um, what's something that you tried that you thought would work really well and just didn't? <laughs> you know what? Uh, knock on wood, so far I don't think I have anything that I would describe that way. Um, not one. Uh, the, the most difficult cider I ever made was a rhubarb cider that was just uh, a lot harder to actually uh, get to be where I, 
I wanted it to be um, to get it tasty. I thought it was going to be a walk in the park, but uh, in terms of like the amount of rhubarb that I needed to use and how I needed to process it and the types of filtrations that I needed to go through um, and all of the adjustments I needed to make to get the finished product, it was just a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, but other than that, um, you know, I haven't done anything yet, you know, that uh, I would call uh, anything but successful, frankly. Um, you know, but I also haven't been doing anything too strange like, you know, milk chocolate or whatever. Is there, um, if you would describe what your preference of cider is, how would you oh, good question. describe what you would like to do? Not uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, so when I'm drinking cider, uh, or like cider touring in places, I love, um, terroir expressive ciders. So if I could have a cider that is from an apple that is, say, historic to your region, um, I'm going to be, that's the first one I'm going to go for. Single varietal, um, just like we would be looking at in wine. Um, I love, uh, you know, orchard to, to glass cideries that are going to be processing, you know, growing and, and processing the fruit themselves. Um, so that really, uh, all of that appeals to me. On the other hand, I've also met a lot of cider makers uh, and cideries that are so focused on that style of cider making that they look down on anybody that does anything different. And so they, there's this real sort of like um, sense of purity around uh, that sort of historic style of cider making, which I think is just hogwash. Um, because the beautiful thing about cider is that you can do whatever you want with it. Um, and so if you want to take, you know, culinary apples and, uh, and dress them up and uh, explore a new style, you get to. Um, and those ciders are interesting and refreshing and delicious and no less an example of a good cider, I think, than the, the former style. So, um, I mean, I guess what I'm saying here is I like it all. And uh, as long as it's done well, it's treated well, um, and it's, you know, a sophisticated and interesting cider, um, I'm interested. And there's, there's so much to learn and think about, it, especially in Canada and then comparing to what they have down in the States and overseas yeah. and so on. It really makes for a unique sort of... Um, it's almost like music. They're kind of like their oh, yeah. own genres in it in itself. Definitely. Yeah, and exactly. And the, the apples and the fruit are the, the instruments, you know. That's exactly it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that, uh, the, you know, classical or Baroque is the superior style to improv jazz or, you know, um, blues or anything like that. It's just it's dependent on where you are and uh, what you're in the mood for. So. And there, uh, there does seem to be quite a difference between, say, a Quebec cider and an Ontario cider as a whole. You can almost tell right in the product uh, once you once you have it, they have that sort of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. um, have you had a chance to explore further abroad and any suggestions of places maybe people want to go see and try something that you thought was worth highlighting? Sure. Um, so yeah, Quebec, uh, of course, long history of growing apples in that province. Um, the entire uh, uh, shore coastline of the St. Lawrence um, still littered with uh, orchards from you know yesteryear, which is really cool. Quebec, of course, makes uh, Cedar de Glass the best ice ciders in the world. Um, if you aren't yet into those uh, style or into that style, I recommend that you explore it because it's genuinely world class. I mean, um, a beautiful sharp blue and a Cedar de Glass. It, it's otherworldly. 
Um, further east, if you get out to Nova Scotia, uh, the Annapolis Valley, which is we're very much like the Annapolis Valley here in South Georgian Bay, the exact same latitude at 45 degrees north, and uh, both of us um, coastal to a large cold body of water, so us like here on Georgian Bay and, and them, uh, the Bay of Fundy. Um, we grow a lot of the same apples, we grow a lot of the same grapes, and uh, making really similar styles of, uh, of ciders, so the Annapolis Valley has a really cool thing going on out there as well. Um, and then all through North America, the Pacific Northwest, of course, Kelowna, um, Yakima, all of it everywhere. Um, there's, no matter where you go, um, there's good cider, really. Um, anywhere that apples are grown, um, cider is made and there's, uh, there's good stuff to be found. And I guess just to bring it back home to here, uh, do you have anything coming up in the next little while that you're interested in either trying or that's coming out? That, like, that I, from other cider makers? From here or from other cider makers that maybe you've enjoyed that you want to highlight as well? Oh, interesting. Um, that's a good question. Uh, there's other cideries opening up in um, South Georgian Bay, so um, there's, I'm not sure how many are on the horizon in the next couple of years, five or six anyway, I would think. So of course I'm interested to see their approach to cider making, what it is they're going to um, be making, what they'll, uh, what the, how they'll be pushing boundaries or if they'll push any boundaries. Um, for myself, um, I'm making, what am I making this year? I've got a Haskettberry cider um, in tank right now. Uh, so if you're not familiar with Haskettberries, um, they're grown pretty widely in the northern or the cooler parts of North America. Um, they're an import from Siberia and uh, northern Japan. Um, so kind of a wonderberry that uh, is uh, being pushed to market by some unique sort of boutique farmers. Um, a lot like a blueberry uh, or a Saskatoon, um, and uh, it's a, it makes for a, a really beautiful cider. So uh, I've got uh, I've got one of those going on at the moment. Very neat, excellent. And uh, if people want to get more information on here yep. uh, and your product, where can they go? So CoffinRidge.ca. Um, you can also follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram if you just look up Coffin Ridge or Coffin Ridge Boutique Winery. Um, we keep those really up to date and so uh, anytime I'm releasing uh, a new cider, or a small batch cider, it always uh, gets a shout out there so you'll know it's on the horizon and we ship all across Ontario. So uh, if you want to uh, sample a bottle, we can make that happen. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. You're welcome.